you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And He alone, He alone is worthy of us tuning in today. He alone is worthy of this connection. He alone brings us all together. And uh, Kevin's still four feet away. We're, we've been together for a couple weeks now, and we're just cruising along. And uh, thank, thank goodness Kevin was able to see his doctor today. He's going back again Thursday, and things are going well in that area. Uh, we would ask continued prayers. I continue to heal. I'm getting a little better. Uh, I'm actually going to hop on a plane with my dear bride on Friday, and her and I are going to fly across the country. So pray about that. It's a, I know it's going to be an uncomfortable flight. I'm going to carry more pillows than uh, uh, than Billy Carter had liver pills, Jimmy's brother. But <laughs> Kevin, how's things going, brother? It's going well. I'm, I do rejoice in my appointment today. They were pretty uh, happy about everything, but... Uh, uh, they start me on a little blood pressure medication. He said, you'll be on it the rest of your life. But that's my only medication, man. I am yeah. blessed. You know what, brother? I mean, if you you haven't lived long enough if you're not on medicine, praise <laughs> God. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's nothing. And uh, ha. all right, so we continue on with the most difficult Bible questions with Kevin. I want you to know right now he's at 66% for the week. And here we are on a Thursday, and uh, there's so many things going on. And some of these questions are difficult. I'm not even going to ask Kevin this one. This one's too hard. It requires too much. But uh, And what did it mean when Jesus said these words, brother, uh, when he said, judge not, Lest you be judged. What did he mean by that? Well, he well he meant that he that we should not set ourselves up in the place of God, and we should not play the judge in the in in God's stead and let God do the judgment. But of course, we can take the word of God and make a a judgment call based on what He has already revealed. Yeah, God God has not called us as human beings. By the way, uh, Kevin just went up to uh, let me see twenty five points. He's at seventy five points for the Ooh. week. It's a pretty good chance he's going to go ahead and uh, uh, pass. He's got one more question worth twenty points tomorrow, and that put him at sixty. We'll see how all that goes. But Kevin, I, you know, as we go along we talk, we've talked about some good words this week and how they affect us hypervigilant PTSD, dealing with junk kind of people and how God's word put that together. We started out talking about our human weakness, how we're finite, God's infinite, God's omnipotent, God's omniscient, God's uh, omnipresent, God's omni, all kinds of things. And we went to this whole fear, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled, brethren. And we talked about that. And yesterday we talked about growth, how important important it is that we abound. And and today the word promise comes to my mind. As we read through the scripture, you'll see a good fit for that. It says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of righteousness. And, and you know, folks, and there were so many things we could have picked with promise. I, I can already tell you in the back of my mind, I know one of the verses Kevin's going to, we talked about it a few weeks ago, and it's a great one. But in my mind, I always end up back in Jeremiah 2 and 29, 11. 
and where the word of God says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you and there and uh, saith the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So many promises here. He's saying, don't fear. I'm going to strengthen you. I'll give you everything you need. And then he's going on and he's saying, listen, you know, through the hardness, through the sickness, through the blood pressure medicine, through the crazy things in life, through a world that hates us, through all that, the thoughts I have for you are peace, they're not evil, and mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my expected end or an expected end, Kevin. Mm. Boy, right there you go. We talked yesterday about the, the character of God. He's not mean. He's not, he's not holding out on this saying, oh, I really want to hurt you, but I'm making you think that you know, I'm for you. Um, he's got an expected end. The good, he's, his thoughts, precious are his thoughts to you and to me, like the song said. But this word promise is a tremendous word. It's 117 times in the scriptures that it, the word promise, promised, promises, that kind of thing is used. But again, you know, this this week we've been talking about Peter a good bit, a, a, a great verse that I love. Peter used in 2 Peter 1 verse 4 in this great passage about Christian growth. It says, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So God has given us exceeding great and precious promises. I just love that you know, exceeding great, you know, so you've got modifiers out, you know, out the ears there, great, precious, exceeding great. So, you know, stick an adverb on there. But this, um, this list of promises that we have, I forget how many promises are in the word of God. After I got saved, I had a book. I think you had it too, Doug, at one point, the uh, pocket book of promises. It's right in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's one of the, besides the Bible, I think it's yeah. the first book I ever got after I, after I got saved. But we've got a list of promises. And when you're going through trauma and trouble and you've been blindsided by some grief and your you mentioned hypervigilance with hypervigilance becomes it becomes overthinking and overthinking not all the time but many times but overthinking involves inventorying and reinventorying and re-reinventorying your life for what you've got left and what you lost and what took place and replaying the the trauma and that's what you know flashbacks and nightmares often is is reliving and and it's it's your mind re-inventorying things and how can we escape that and I remember when it just changed my life when I read the scripture, I think it's in Lamentations, it says um, it's, his mercies are new every morning. It might not be in Lamentations, but it says, great is thy faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. And there's another scripture that says, weeping may endure for the night, but yeah. joy cometh in the morning. Praise him. So when we get, praise the Lord, when we get up in the morning, We've got a new set of mercies. So no matter what we've done yesterday, there's undeserved mercies waiting for us to help us to get back and get over the junk that happened yesterday. If you lost your cool, if you lost your testimony, if you lost your mind the day before, the next day there's a set of mercies. And those mercies, we can re-inventory our life as it were every morning after a night of weeping, after guilt, after just sorrow and say, you know what? 
yes, I these are all the bad things about life, but these are the promises that God has that match these things and that exceed these things that are far more precious, uh, exceeding great and precious. And I want to read, Doug, I want to reinventory my life regularly, daily. I want to eval. I want to have an evaluation before God and say, Lord, these are my problems. So my prayer time, Lord, let it be this. Lord, these are my problems. These are the people I'm burdened for. These are their problems. This is the situation. As I intercede for those, these are the promises. And the the prayers in the Bible that were answered were the people that got before God and say, Lord, this is true. They don't deserve uh, a blessing. They don't deserve help. But are you not God? And would not you be glorified if you turned their heart back again? Would you, not, Lord, not be glorified if this took place? And lining up the inventory of promises over against the inventory of problems, I think we can come out of our trauma on pretty good ground. Standing on the promises of Christ my King through yeah. eternal ages in his praises ring. Glory mm. in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Remember that chorus? Mm-hmm. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Folks, stand on the promises of God. Stand on that, man. When you wake up in the day, stand on the promises of God. Mm-hmm. Know that you have that reservation. Know you have that deed in heaven. Know you've got a God who's at the right hand of the Father interceding on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Know that if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit of God is indwelling within your heart. Know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And folks, uh, bank on that, man. Write it down down. Whatever you come across is not too much for our God. Whatever is going on in your life is not. And by the way, it didn't surprise God. I tell you, I watched this terrible show last night. I just happened to be going through the channels, couldn't sleep. It was about 1 a.m. I was sitting down here in the living room and I kind of like the talk show kind of thing. And I came across something called after action review. And immediately, I mean, this is a military term. We just been through something. We're going to sit around and we're going to review it. We're going to try to process this and uh, in some type of way that may sense and it had these four women on there that all had went through military sexual trauma and I sat there and listened to what the military had done to these people and and man I'm telling you somewhere about 10 minutes into this I was considering shutting my head in a door I felt so bad for these people and then this woman spoke up and said but and the cameras all jetted in on her like three different images they were going all over the place she got a tear rolling down her face and she said but God took that all from me God fixed it all. Folks, live on those promises. We'll be right back with you. Don't go anywhere. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Wow, it is well with my soul. We continue on with the life of Christ, and uh, we're in the book of John, chapter 14, starting in verse number 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto 
my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And if and I will pray that the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, and he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. You know what? God's telling these, uh, uh, these disciples. He's telling them. He's saying, you know what? You're getting a comforter. You're getting something pretty big here. There's greater works coming from you. There's, I, I'm promising you, you're going to get this Holy Spirit. You know, and, and there's a few promises in this word. I looked at this, and I knew we were coming at this from a perspective of promise. And, you know, there's a promise of greater works that, you know, that what a remarkable promise to his disciples. Uh, man, he's emphasizing, you guys are going to have disciples. You're going to be disciples. You're going to have disciples that are worshiping mm. me with you. There's going to be people hanging out. You're going to make a difference. You're going to be empowered. Think about this. You're going to be empowered mm. by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, folks, we take that for granted. All right. And I, when I say we, again, that thumb is pointing right back at me. We take that for granted. And, uh, but these disciples who walk the earth with Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, are being told, listen, I'm going away. And these guys are bumming out, man. There's a million questions going on. Oh, Judas is making a deal down the road. Things are going on. But he says, listen, you're going to get a comforter. You're going to get a helper. And we know that comforter. We know that helper is the Holy Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And when the Holy Spirit of God comes, there's going to be greater works. People are going to be praying in my name. There's going to be obedience. God's going to be present in your heart. God's going to be present in your works. Oh, Kevin, he's telling them everything's changing the paradigm. Everything you've been raised for, everything you know about, hey, it gets better. Mm. It gets better. Everything's changing. It's so good. The way you put that is uh, is pretty much it. It's a new paradigm. This paradigm is is set up so that what a savior we have because he's saying after he goes, we are going to be able to have a a, a greater you know set of set of works, a greater set of actions. The word work there is uh, ergon, e r g o n. We get our word erg from it which is a if you ever had physics in uh high school or college um at least when i was in there we talked about ergs it's a unit of work and um you know you you just break it that thing down it gets really interesting you know you, you you've got the uh, force and the direction of the force and all that and you put all those things together in you know vectors and whatnot and this becomes a way to measure what's being done and what the result's going to be. But uh, Jesus said, great, the works that I do, greater works that are you going to be able to do. And it's not saying that we're anything better than him, but he's simply saying when he lives inside of a bunch of people, the, 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 we, we call it a synergy. The, the sum is going to be greater than, um, excuse me, the work done is going to be greater than this sum of the individual units so you take what kevin can do with the holy spirit inside i mean you stack on top of that doug and so it's no longer one plus one equals two it becomes one plus one equals three in this case or whatever it's going to be greater 
Why? Because of the collective work of the church, the Holy Spirit working in a group of people is, and this is why it's important to be in the local churches because we can There are the more freelance we are, the less we're going to get done for yeah. God. The more together we are, it's going to be a symbiotic relationship. We're we're just going to collectively, you know, just build the the, the flame of God. Is just going to build. And the early church meeting in the upper room set the world on fire because the tongues of fire lit on top of each one of them, and uh, that was the beginning of the acts or the works, the deeds that that these apostles went out and did by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to be. Mindful at all times that we have an opportunity to accomplish greater works, not greater in the in the amazingness of it. We're not out, we're not raising the dead, not greater in the you know we're not doing these signs and wonders that were done even in the early church. They were done to to uh, validate the word of God, but we are rather doing. We are collectively accomplishing. the salvation of souls as God does this through us where lives are being changed he's doing it through us and and think about the airwaves that we're going out over even right now doing this kind of thing when I was in Milwaukee and I was able to do that crosstalk thing for uh, an hour that was a fantastic opportunity to to get the word of God out to thousands and 135 radio stations at one pop. I didn't even know what was going down when I was there. But bottom line is plug yourself into the local church. Plug yourself in with other believers. Love, like Jesus said in the last, you know, scripture that we read the other day. Love one another. That's what he's telling us to do. I'm going away in lieu of me coming back. Love one another. Plug into the church. Do the works collectively with this great symbiotic, synergistic relationship. Accomplish the work that he gave us to do. By the way, we're not doing it. We're supposed to be winning the our generation for Christ, and we're falling behind, and it's probably because we're not plugged into the church like we should we're not doing these things in a in a synergistic way but god help me doug i want to do my part yeah you know i was thinking that you know my wife's car has got a hybrid in it and it's got a meter on the dash and you can press comfort or you can press eco or button if you press eco it uses the the hybrid batteries and stuff to propel you. And there's this meter and the meter on the dash goes from a tachometer when you leave comfort and you go to eco and it it shows synergy. And the cool thing is it shows the difference in the gas mileage goes from like 19 miles to the gallon to 33 or something for that limited time Mm -hmm. because something comes along and helps thrust that vehicle forward and helps push yeah. that ministry forward and, and 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 the holy spirit the i i love yeah. that you talked about the symbiotic synergenic i i love where <laughs> praise god you know years ago i don't know if i could have said those two words in the same breath here a few years praise back god. but this is what i'm thinking because i'd say well how does this all go together it goes together like this folks god we're god he's in a heart and 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 we don't we're not powerful when nothing he is in our weakness his strength comes through we represent god so saying we're god was a wrong way to say that but we're a representative of god and mm-hmm. god is within us yeah. and uh and, and and you know in in those scriptures there kevin it, it said uh i remember it said you know there's an inability uh to receive the world's not going to receive that spirit mm. you know it's only people so folks i want to mm. say this to you sometimes we get 
get this wrong, but the only way you can get the Holy Spirit of uh, of God, of our holy God, is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's how you get it. You don't have to do anything special. You 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 don't have to be slain in any particular spirit or do any crazy thing. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get the Holy Spirit of God. He's there. He's all yours. You're not getting a piece of them. You're not getting a, a little piece here. You're getting everything you need, friends. Yep. But what you do with that, it's like that button on my car. You know, it, it, it's, you know, there's a promise of the Holy Spirit. But if I don't press that button, you know, I'm banging out the 400 horsepower thing. And I'm flying around in Debbie's car. But if I press that button, oh, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> that ride that usually costs three bucks is a buck. Mm-hmm. A buck and a half. Folks, when we let God in so much bigger, the world has an inability to receive him. But if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're saved, you've got a promise. And that promise is resting in your heart. You have the Holy Spirit of God. Live that way today. Walk around like God's in your heart because he is there. Folks, we can't thank you enough for tuning us in and allowing us to come across your radios. We'll be praying for you today. Pray for us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.